So let me ask you, how can we compete with someone who's just doing that one thing really well when we're busy doing everything? You're going to want to listen to this. I should really rename this podcast because it's actually turned into the Mum and Luca show, like the Sue and Luca show, where we got a little poorly baby on our hands today. We've got hand, foot and mouth. So we're feeling a little bit grotty. We're feeling a little bit grim. We've had lots of mummy cuddles and a big sleep. And you're going to want to listen to this because we're, we're, we're contemplating that quote that I shared with you about if you're competing against somebody who's doing that one thing, but you're still busy or we're still busy doing all of the things, then how can we possibly compete? And this has come from um, Alex Hormozy. So it's one of his keynote speaks that I listen to. Alex Hormozy is like the, the loud bearded, a little bit sweary, shouty man in shorts who I think did a book about sales and leads and things like that. I think we want to listen to him because I think he knows his stuff. He's clearly made some money in a successful business. But the real thing I wanted to reflect on was that statement of, we expect to have our fingers in so many pies. We expect to have all of these spinning plates on the go and still compete with the people who just focus on doing one thing really well. And I want to reflect on that because there are so many lessons for us here. I keep saying about focusing on one thing, just one thing. I keep saying on me, reflecting in my life, the one thing I've got to focus on alongside things I have to focus on, you know, life choices we made to have children and things. So for you, I wanted to also bring to the forefront a story that was in the My Future Self book. I think it was all the, no, 10X is easier than 2X. So one of the Benjamin Hardy books. And he gives this case study about a company. And I know this is not most of us. They were doing logistics. They did supply and freight. So they had general freight where they were constantly competing on price with their competitors. They just did, you know, general run of them. I mean, I don't know anything about freight, but basically they were like moving pallets around or whatever for people and doing deliveries. And that was like some of their profits. That was like 80% of their work for 20% of their profits. So the 80-20 Pareto principle coming into it here was coming from just general freight where they were in competition with practically every other freight company. And what they realized is they do this some specialist stuff. It's real faffy. They've got specialist insurance they have to get every time they do a high value or an awkward load, you know, a high value, I suppose it might be a sports car or something they're moving for somebody or an unusual load. And every time they do that, they have to get specialist insurance. They have to do an individual quote. There's a hell of a lot that goes into the organizing and the selecting, I suppose, the driver and the vehicle and whatever else. I mean, I know nothing about this, as you can tell. But they reckoned that, you know, a good 80% of the profit, you know, the chunk that they were making came from this 20% of the business that was this, this high ticket type stuff. And I guess the message there was, you know, they basically switched their model. So they just became specialists. They focused on specialist loads, specialist deliveries. They realized that's where their 10x was. And one of the things that Benjamin Hardy talks about in his books and, and in a lot of his teachings is, shedding the 80% of the effort, the stuff that you're doing, all the bitty stuff that you're doing, that's only giving you 20% return. And focusing instead on that 20%, the real needle moving stuff. And that takes quite a bit of figuring out. But I guess Alex Hormozzi's line there, let's recircle back to that line. 
How can we possibly compete? How can you compete with somebody doing everything? So if you're starting out in your side hustle, <laughs> if you are getting going, if you have already got a business, but you've like diversified and you're targeting corporate clients for talks and, oh yeah, you feel tired just thinking about the idea of doing all this, don't you dicks? Like the idea, the overwhelm of doing all of these products, all of these different ranges, all of these different things, the overwhelm, the complete overwhelm of trying to compete. So I wanted to just pitch this at the end with a nice little reflection activity for you to think about. Luca and I are reflecting on this quite a bit actually. And that is, well, I guess first of all, you might be in complete denial about whether you're doing everything. It took me a while to sort of go, hey, do you know what? I have got my fingers in lots of pies. I am trying to do a lot of things. I'm spreading myself quite thin. Maybe it's, first of all, it's, it's reflecting and sort of, ah, oh, it's all too much for Luca. Maybe it's about reflecting and sort of going, hey, <gasps> yeah, hey over there. I am doing too much. I'm doing everything. And I'm, I'm trying to compete with that one person that maybe you follow on Instagram. Yes, hiya. We follow on Facebook. We're in their Facebook group. We see them active. We see their, their community active and we, we see them doing so well. And we're focusing on them and we're thinking, why am I not doing as well as them? But you might be trying to do some corporate gigs. You might be trying to get some speaking gigs. You might be just starting to put content out there. You might be doing a podcast, a YouTube channel, a blogging. You might just have 10 ideas on your, you know, we're entrepreneurs. You have ideas coming out of your head all of the time. You probably wake up in the middle of the night jotting your ideas down. So how can you sort of basically can accept that you are doing too much you're you're trying to do everything you're trying to do lots of things when you should really be focusing on one target market one niche one product one service one thing and learning to do that super well so that you can start to compete with your competition and I know firsthand exactly what this is like because this is my life, is a constant juggle of how do I figure out what is the one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to do it really well and still maintain all my other really important things and this is where this kind of setup has come from, the fact that we're in a playroom come office come recording area all in one, which means when I have my creative ideas and I'm playing Madukey, I can just write them down and I can do that and I can be all in and focused on him when I want to be and also have that offloading and that that time when we do this so first of all are you trying to do everything that's your reflection exercise the second one is what is that one thing so looking at that 80 20 if you were to like divide your time and say all right then what's that 20% that really is profitable for me or I lucrative or if I scaled it enhanced it I could make a little bit more and when you figure out what that is, you've then got to make that decision. This is what I'm going to focus on. And then the last thing on your reflection exercise is to be super disciplined at sticking with it because everything else is like a distraction and we don't see it at the time. We're getting into things and we don't see how much of a distraction everything else around us is. You know, I've got another episode on distraction. We're looking into monk's mode, but I want you to think about being establishing what is that one thing for you how do I make that decision about that 20% and then getting super self-disciplined about following through on that one one thing for me I think one of the things I've really reflected you know 
for me with this business, it's been, uh, I know how to do, so, you know, I know how to do lead magnets. I know how to do email marketing. I know how to make a sales funnel. I know how to do a CRM. I know how to do all that sort of stuff and the websites. But for me, as much as anything, it was about what do I want to do? What do I, what brings my passion out? What am I excited about doing? And I reflected with the podcast community and the mastermind about what makes me come alive? What content makes me really fired up? And one of the biggest things was the empowerment side of things, that mindset, that working on your macro, your micro and your meta mindset, more on that. How do we shift from a space of feeling out of control so that we have the personal power to carry on? And the biggest thing we've got to do here is feel empowered because without feeling empowered, it doesn't matter if you know the how-to. It doesn't matter if I give you a done-for-you sales funnel. You ain't going to promote it. You ain't going to show everybody, tell everybody. You're going to believe in it, so it is never going to happen. So very much, what is your one thing you can focus on? You'll hear a lot more empowerment from me, I can tell you that. And if the mic was just wobbling a little bit, my voice went in and out and in and out and in and out, that's because Luca's swinging quite happily on the arm of the mic. You are enjoying recording with me. We are having so much fun. You should see how happy he is. There was an element of me that was kind of like, you can't do this with Luca. This is not fair on Luca. But the more I realized as I was trying to convert my old office come recording space into a space that had an area Luca could play in and he was just like, I wanna be with everything else. The more I realized actually, I needed to just bring the camera and the mic into his space and then he would he would enjoy this experience just as much and he's loving waving at the camera you'll see lots of videos of luca waving at the camera he's enjoying changing the settings and doing all sorts of things so hopefully you're going to reflect on those things the key message here we got to compete with people doing one thing really well and i want you to crush it doing that and not feel burnt out Congratulations for showing up and being one of the 8% that actually turn their dreams into reality. I appreciate you for listening and I am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes underneath. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review. And remember, you are incredible. And if you dream it, you can achieve it.